All right, Jack fans, welcome back to the latest edition, the summer edition of Pardon Me, Alex. Quarantine. Quarantine. Take two. Yeah, times two. <laughs> oh, we, man. So we thought it would be over by now. And here we are. Here still we talking are. About it. I know. I know. We were we were praying that by July that this would kind of be at least, I mean, not necessarily all like kicked out, but at least like calmed down a lot to where we could, you know, A, be maybe recording together, you know, or B, out running around and traveling around town slash out of Texas. But yeah, that hasn't happened yet. I just... It is crazy. It is crazy. Well, okay. So we have a pretty full lineup for you guys for today for our little quarantine take two podcast. Lots to talk about, lots to update y'all on. So without further ado, let's just, let's just hop right in. So it's officially summer. Like I said, it is July 4th weekend. So happy 4th of July. God bless America. I'm running into issues because I have way too much 4th of July apparel. Um, or just America apparel. So I don't even know, like I'm running out of days to wear things. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have like eight or nine USA shirts or just like America stuff. And there's only, you know, a 4th of July weekend, which I guess, I mean, I could wear USA stuff all the time and I do, but you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm having one of those first world crises where I'm like, shit, which 4th of July shirt am I going to wear today and tomorrow and Sunday? You know, I <laughs> I was thinking about you on that topic earlier because, you know, I would, I don't, I don't wear a whole lot of red, white, and blue. Not that I'm like not patriotic. They're just not really my colors, any of them. Um, So I don't have that much. However, you know, I would normally be thinking about what outfits I was going to plan for my July 4th plans right about now. And (laughs) got none, none BS just BS. So anyway, I know. And like, normally we'd be at like tomorrow, there'd be like a big thing going on downtown in NAC. There'd be, you know, 4th of July parties and 4th of July, you know, um, fireworks, which there are still fireworks, but like it's socially distanced fireworks. So, I mean, you literally have to be like, just park somewhere and watch them from your car. Um, and there's no party at the brewery, which normally I'm at the brewery watching fireworks with friends, with, you know, with Jacqueline or whoever. And I'm just like, this is bogus. It blows. Anyway. Yeah. If we had actual things to go to, you could like probably squeeze in all those outfits. But exactly because it'd be so hot outside that I would have to wear multiple shirts. Sweat it out and wear the next one. Which happened a lot last year. I probably changed my shirt on 4th of July weekend. Just in total, I probably used at least three or four shirts. Just because, like, oh, we were outside all the, like, you know, outside all day, getting hot, sweaty, gross. But it was great. Anyway. Not saying I won't be outside. So my 4th of July plan consists of this. Waking up, throwing on my bathing suit, going and... I already inflated my pool. It's raining right now, so hopefully it doesn't blow away and or get, like, popped or something. Um, And so hopefully it'll still be there when this rain's over. And then lay outside majority of the day, and then we're making ribs tomorrow, and then we're going to go watch fireworks. That's Um, pretty much it. 
That sounds like a fun day. That's that's going to be more exciting than mine. I plan on getting up and running in the yeah. morning. Um, and then that's that's it. I did buy some brisket that I'm going to cook myself, my crock pot. Ooh. Ooh. Make baked beans and some macaroni and some potato salad uh, with red potatoes. Wow. So that should be good. So I'm going to, you know, and I have some cider that I got in the mail the other day, which I'll explain later on in the in the podcast but i'm gonna have a fun yeah explain the cider thing stay in day well it's it's under the um well you have it somewhere else okay yeah yeah i want to know about the cider and the mail thing yeah yeah okay cool anyway so it'll be it'll be a fun little solo afterwards i guess well that'll be fun i mean i know i wish we could be doing this kind of stuff together but (sighs) all right so we were going to talk about this on the last podcast, but not the last podcast, but like this had happened after we finished recording our last podcast about the NCAA. And so we didn't know when we were going to make another podcast. So I just added it to the notes like months ago when it happened. But we feel very strongly that we do need to have a quick moment of silence for our boy, Jerry Stiller, a.k.a. Frank Costanza. Bless his heart. Rest in peace. Jerry Stiller. Moment of silence. Okay. <laughs> that was such a sad thing whenever we found out that he passed away. I mean, that was such a heartbreaking moment for us. It was. I just took a little sip of my cider for him. By and far, oh, yeah, yeah. scene like is the outtakes of the scene between Frank and Elaine in the that police desk. That is my favorite one. Oh God, I, mean, I, don't know she, I don't know how I she ever made it through that scene. Like I don't I honestly don't know either. I don't know how I would be able to make it through any scene with any of them, to be fair. Like they're just all <laughs> so insane. But like I feel again, like the reason why we love Frank so much is because obviously we both love Seinfeld so much, but we also use his you know, airing of grievances and his feats of strength for our podcast during basketball season. So, I mean, our podcast is in a way like a dedication and, you know, kind of honorary thing for him. So we had to say that. We had to say that. Okay. So let's move on. We got a random SFA update. Doesn't have to do with basketball, but uh, Jacqueline and I, we found out that our our boy Adler, what, what's up with him? Got a head coaching job at East Carolina, which is in Greenville, North Carolina. Um, yes. So, you already, Adler, but super proud. That's awesome. Well-deserved. Absolutely. Um, learned from, for a little from background, me. yeah, for a little background, Adler, he was an assistant coach on the Lady Jack volleyball team. And he had just, I think that's what, like he's been here, what, like two years maybe? Oh, I don't know. I feel like it's been longer than that, but maybe has I it been know. longer than that? But he's okay. So he's been here for a, he's been here for a while, at least a few seasons. And so, anyway, so he's moving on up. He got a head coaching job, East Carolina. We're gonna miss him. We enjoyed hanging out with him many times. And if we ever find ourselves back in the East Coast near near Carolina, North Carolina, we're gonna we're gonna freaking come and bombard you. And yeah, we're gonna for a beer. For a beer. Yeah. Because we love Adler. He was such a great guy. I mean, I talk about him in past tense like he's not here anymore. Like, he is a great guy. He just won't be physically <laughs> anymore. 
Oh man. <laughs> I know, I know. Okay, so other left other life updates to kind of catch everybody up on. First of all, ob- the obvious friggin' elephant in the room, the COVID bullshit. <sighs> okay. This is what going on. This is July. This this started happening like full force in March. So it's been, you know, what, like four months, almost five. Yeah. Um, almost four, almost four months because it was like the very beginning of March, whenever they right. really Yes. Started. So it took until now for the governor to institute a required mask order that went into effect today at noon which personally I think should have been done way earlier. That way we probably by now could be sans mask and getting on with our lives, but whatever it's here now. So we have to freaking do it like it or not. I made a big old post about it today. The fact that, you know, we may like it, we may hate it. We may whatever, however you feel about it. I mean, we got to do it, you know? And you know, I was say I'm not going to say I was against it at the beginning but I was never just like a huge pusher of the mask simply well, neither because was I. I simply because I feel like it's it's very inconsistent the types and styles of masks that people wear and so I just I didn't know enough to know which ones actually help or if they don't help or whatever and then you've got people not even wearing them properly so, that's my thing too 100 percent like What's the point of having a mask order if people aren't even wearing them over their nose? Like, and so, hey, yeah, I've been doing so, which we'll get to later, but I have been in self-quarantine. So anyway, I've been doing the, like, curbside grocery pickup, and there was, like, a few small things that I couldn't get on there, so I had to go in. So I'll wear, like, the most heavy-duty mask I have in there today to go get these things. I saw about three people. Everyone was wearing a mask. I will say that. But about three of them didn't even have it covering their nose. And I just am like, it's not helping if you're not covering your nose and your mouth. I mean. Exactly. I mean, and I get it because I would rather not have it over my nose either. Because, yes, I wear glasses like 24-7, 365. So it's a pain in the ass with glasses. It really is. Like, I feel for you. Like, I'm in solidarity with glasses wearers around around the world. It's a pain in the ass. I've, I've figured out how to pull my mask up further up the nose of my, the bridge of my nose, and then putting my glasses on top of the mask. And that seems to work pretty good. Um, But it's still a pain. Yeah. Because I mean, especially when you're not used to wearing those things. I mean, if you're going to the grocery store and actually wanting to grocery shop in person, I mean, having to walk around Kroger or Walmart or wherever, H-E-B for, you know, an hour or two trying to grocery shop. I mean, freaking A. I mean, it is hot sweaty. It is a hindrance. It's a pain in the ass. Like I get all that. I also get the fact that you have your own personal freedoms. And I mean, technically, I mean, if you don't want to wear one, like technically you're not necessarily going to get into like arrested or anything, but you could potentially face a fine now that it's a required thing. Um, I mean, that's up to you. Like if you want to take that chance, go for it. I mean, I'm a personally, personally, I'm pretty much a rule follower for the most part. Like without rules, we would like to send into chaos and anarchy. And I personally don't want to live in that type of environment. And I would like to one day, I don't know, like get back into my college classroom and teach my students in person. And I don't know, sit at a basketball game without a freaking mask on so I could yell and scream and not like pass out. 
Agreed. And I, I will say this, because I did have kind of a lengthy conversation with about my mother yesterday, whom Alex knows. I call I call her Dr. K, which she's not a doctor, but um, I mean, she's pretty much a doctor. She might as well. But, you know, and this is what she was saying. I mean, yes, there's there's inconsistency of this type and style of mask that people are wearing. But the main the main thing of the mask, and this is like she just put it in way layman's terms for me because I'm really dumb about science type stuff or medical stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, the main point of the mask is not necessarily to protect you. It's to protect other people. So Correct. hearing yes. it, it keeps you from breathing out your respiratory droplets into the air. So if everyone hears one, then it helps a lot because it keeps your stuff from going out in the air for other people to breathe. And the thing is that like 40 to 50% of the spread of this is from people who are asymptomatic and they don't know. And so the argument of people saying, well, I'm not sick. I'm not going to wear a mask. Well, you might be, you might be positive. You might be positive and just be asymptomatic and then you're breathing all over other people. So the point of the mask is not to protect yourself. It's to keep it from other people. So if we all just wear one, It'll pass I just think, I think if we wear one for the next like few weeks, you know, it's a what a two week incubation period. I mean, if we wear one for like at least July or the next few weeks, we could easily, easily have our fall lives back to somewhat of a semblance of normal. Yeah, easily. So- you know what I mean? That's why I feel like if it was required earlier by now, July, our July 4th would have been normal July 4th. I mean, yeah. if this would have happened in March, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think so too, but anyhow, it just goes back to, it goes back in this is the last thing I'll say about COVID. Cause we want to move on to other shit. Um, it goes back to kind of a post that I had found like a week ago, someone had posted on social media about, you know, the reason why America is having such an issue with, the whole mass thing and the COVID thing is because of the fact that we're an individualistic country um, as opposed to other countries and cultures that are more collectivist. And that's like nail on the head. One of the main reasons why we, I feel like majority of Americans do have problems with wearing a mask and changing it up because we are very individualistic. And again, not saying that individualistic is better than collectivist or collectivist is better than an individualistic society. It's not, they're just different ways of living. And so you know, those collectivist nations that may have had COVID issues are probably somewhat already getting away from, you know, uh, quarantining and isolating because they're more of the success of the collective. So the success of the country and success of the group rather than the success of an individual person. So whereas in America, it's all about like my success, my personal life, my fa- my immediate family, personal life success, you know, so you don't want to have things that will hinder your personal success, you know, which again, I get that hundred percent. And that's why it's really important to, you know, not, I'm not going to say study cultures, but just like understand cultural communication and why it's such a big deal for Americans as opposed to like, you know, other countries. Now there's other individualistic cultures out there, like say the UK, um, England in the UK, um, pretty individualistic for the most part, but a, they have a smaller population. (laughs) I mean, there's just a lot of, you know, factors and a lot of that country is rural. I mean, there's only a few major, you know, cities in the UK. 
as opposed to America, you know, where one city probably has the population of a country over in the UK or a country in Europe. So these are just things you have to kind of consider and think about. But again, we're going to get through it. Just fucking mask up. Get over it. Your personal freedoms will still be there when we're done with this. Live long and prosper. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Unless you have a, re- a, re- a debate reply for that one. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I agree a thousand percent. And I think the, yeah. I mean, I could go, you know, on a rant about it, but I won't. But Oh, I could go on a rant more so than I just did. Yeah. Yeah, from from my travels to other countries, it's just that's that's and that's the number one thing. That's our number one weakness, and that's the number one thing that other countries don't like about us is that we're so hard headed and like out for number one and just whatever. And it's like you can't take five minutes to think like, hey, in the big grand scheme of things, am I going to die if I have to wear a mask for a couple of weeks out in public when I go into the store? Like, no. You will, you will survive, but it's like we, you know, we get stereotyped and stereotypes usually happen for a reason. It doesn't mean that everyone is this way, but some are, is that, you know, a lot of Americans get this, the stereotype and stigma of like, we're better than everyone else and we're smarter and we know more and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, China did a complete lockdown for two weeks. Like, do not leave your residence. And it worked really well, <laughs> but yet we're bitching and moaning about putting on a freaking mask to walk into the store. Like, come on, give me a break. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just saying, like, think about the collective every once in a while. Like, we don't have to be a communist country. Yeah, but we- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, back with that, yeah, back with that example, that just because America is typically defined as individualistic doesn't mean that everybody in America falls under that um, right. that kind of label. And the same thing with other countries, even though the majority of the country usually identifies kind of historically as a collective, doesn't mean that everybody lives that way. So, I mean, yeah. Um, and again, I get it. I get it from both sides. Like I'm a big proponent of like your freedoms and, you know, bill of rights type of I'm all for it. And I hate when the government, you know, kind of shoves its foot into our business or whatever, personally on like the personal level. But in times like these in crisis, I'd rather just kind of buck up and be like, all right, fuck it. Like, give me the mask rather than having to live like this for the next two, three years of my life. Fuck no. I'm 31 years old. There are things I want to do. Speaking up, I just had a birthday. I'm 31 years old. There are things I want to freaking do, you know, like, there are places I want to go. I want to go overseas. I want to go do things and, you know, be damned if I'm going to freaking have to walk around the UK in a fucking mask just because can't get shit under control. Hell no. Yeah. They're not letting us fly over there right now. So. <laughs> exactly. Then That's my thing. I'm like, this better not fucking last forever because there are things I would like to do. And this will not, I repeat, will not last any longer than what it has to because I don't want my travel goals and plans you know to get bullshit subsided because of this dumbass virus anyway exactly all right so we've ranted and raved about the mask thing we can move on um 
so for me on my end, any other life dates, life updates I've had, um, like I said, I just had a birthday in June, so I'm 31 and I'm, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling the 31. It may just also because I'm drinking a very heavy beer, but I'm, feeling <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm drinking a Fredonia brewery, funky donkey at the moment. And it is a Dunkelweizen. It's very good. Anyway. Um, and then for me also my summer classes as of right, I mean, all my summer classes have been online and I'm not going to go into really deep detail with this because honestly, I could talk for an hour or more about the bullshit I'm having to deal with at work and y'all don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> but fall is still kind of shaky up in the air. We don't know. I mean, while all these other schools and colleges around Texas and around the United States have pretty much already kind of solidified at least some semblance of a plan, here we are at Angelina College with no plan, really, because um, we're hearing different stories from different people. And so I've heard a few people say, nope, we're going to be all online or nope, we're going to be in person, social distancing, 50 percent capacity in our classrooms and then online after Thanksgiving break. OK, cool. I mean, but there's like 18,000 different. Like gossip Gerties uh-huh. around campus talking about different scenarios and I'm like. I literally don't give a shit. It's like, I just want to know what we're doing. You know, like, you know what I mean? I just want to know, like, are we going to, are we going to do it, you know, 50% capacity, social distance in the classroom, then online after Thanksgiving or online the whole time. Hopefully this whole mask order will kind of change things so that maybe we will be able to be in the classroom. I don't know. Who knows? I just want to kind of at least be prepared. That's all I ask for. I don't want to be kind of, you know, thrown off guard a week before classes start when I've had my heart kind of set on being in my classroom. Even if I'm not in my classroom, I at least want to be allowed to go to my fucking office for five minutes and just not grade at my desk at my house for five minutes. <laughs> That's all I ask. Anyway, Jacqueline, all you. Um. So I've Got, I've got the home office set up going now. So I, I had gone back to work for a moment, you know, and then everything picked right. back up. Yep. And long story short, I've now been exposed twice to someone who tested positive. So I've been self quarantining for a bit now. Um, just barely holding on to my sanity. Uh, I know, poor you know, girl. You know, it's really not that bad. And here's the thing like, I know some people who are just going nuts. Uh, right. And luckily, I, I have a lot of interest and hobbies that I can do solo, um, which, you know, we'll, we'll get into all of what we've been doing during quarantine. Right. But uh, so, you know, mm-hmm. it, it hasn't been that bad. It's just more been the the weekend things and having things to do um, that sucks because you know, I'm, I'm not worried at all really about myself getting it. And I don't, I don't, you know, it never, you never know. Cause every, every person has responded right. just so different from it, but I'm not in right. any of the higher categories. I don't have any underlying health conditions. I'm very healthy and very good shape, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I don't, I don't think it would be bad if I got it, but it's more, and this is what back to our short little rant and I'll try not to stay on it for long, but the, the main thing that I don't think is sinking into people is because from the beginning, I'll admit I was pretty complacent about it. Um, because yeah. it just, yeah, it, 
it hadn't really gotten that bad. And so it was like, you knew it was real, but you haven't really seen it. So it was kind of, and it was like, man, I'm young and healthy. It'll be fine if I get it. But now that um, the numbers were going up and then once I knew I was exposed to someone who tested positive, it was like, I was supposed to be going um, home for Father's Day to see my dad and see my grandmother who's 81. And it's like, you know, I, I might not would even know I had it if I tested positive, but right. Absolutely. My grandmother gets it, you know, she might not fare so well. I mean, my dad's 60. Like, I'm not trying to expose people. And then last weekend, my parents went to see my brother for the weekend and I was supposed to go. But, you know, my niece is not even two, so I'm not going to chance finger on her. So that that's the part that sucks for me. But anyways. Um, Absolutely. No, but I get that. I get that. I mean, you're you're doing what you think is best. And yeah, even though you're a healthy, you know, pretty vibrantly, you know, strong workout type woman, that doesn't mean that you can't easily carry it and give it to, you know, nanny or give it to your niece or give it to your dad or give, you know, and and then it just fucking runs rampant through your family. And you're, I know you said you would feel so bad if that was, if you were the case and that you were the cause of it all, which I totally get, you know, yeah, same here with my parents. I mean, do I want to go out and do things? Absolutely. And I did during that little like month of freedom that we kind of had. And I went to the, but the only time I went anywhere and didn't wear a mask was when I went to the brewery and was sitting outside in the fucking scorching hot sun drinking and sitting less than six people to a table. Honestly, there was probably usually at most, maybe one time there were six people at our table. Other times there was like three or four. So, I mean, and we were out in the yeah. sun, we were outside. So yeah. Okay. So that, that was not that bad. So, um, but anyway, but I am, you know, settled into my new apartment. I'm so grateful that I moved into this place before all this shit started because it's just oh, I know. bigger, nicer living space. And I, you know, I have a little balcony so I can go sit outside. Um, right. I haven't fixed up all cute. So it's just been such a blessing that I moved in here before all this. So um ready for all the, self-quarantine to be over so people can come visit um and Alex can come up and finally see my play you know yeah I'm excited I've just been waiting for I know I've just been waiting for her to get out of her self-quarantine to where it's safe for me to come up there um so hopefully it's time this month (laughs) been here the weekend that everything starts shutting down so it's just you know it's been some crazy times but um exactly and my last note on like current updates, and I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but you can think, y'all can think I'm crazy, whatever. I swear I'm like, not, not like a hundred percent, like I'm not as on it as I probably should be. Um, but I swear I'm like a little bit clairvoyant. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like if I like honed in on it more, I might be more specific about it, but like, I just, sometimes I get these like gut feelings that end up being correct. I'm not saying that I like forecasted a global pandemic because I definitely didn't um, know something that specific was going to happen. But I am going to say the way that 2020 started, like I just, I knew something was amiss and like something gloom and doom was coming. Like it was just not going to be a good year. Um, Cause I've, I've traveled quite a lot, quite a, quite a lot. And I've literally never, 
had any like travel snafus or canceled flights or pro I've had like one canceled flight and immediately got another flight and it was fine. And that was that. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I had the debacle coming back from Turkey during hurricane Harvey, but, but that, that was, was a one kind of like a blue moon thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, on the day before New Year's Eve, I leave to go to Chicago, see Jose, and I make it from Dallas to uh, Kansas City for my connecting flight. And they tell us that the airports in Chicago are closed because of how much snow they got. So I had to spend the night in Kansas City and get a flight the next day. And it, ba it basically took up like a whole day of my like two day trip. So I pretty much just arrived for the party and then came back home. Um, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was that. And then it was either the next weekend or the next weekend, but it was like less than two weeks later. So when Sean and I tried to go visit Connor in Kansas and yes. from Tyler to Dallas and they canceled all the flights because of snow. And I was just like, really? Like I've never, never, never had issues. I've never had a trip totally canceled because of a flight. And I'm, nearly had two within two weeks i was like no nah, dog this is not this is not good this is not good no, no. <laughs> and here we are i knew something was coming you could just feel it you could feel so it you feel it in your bones oh my god i under i get that you have a little bit of uh EFP. aspirations were like just scrapped for the year after that like i could just feel it and here we are. <laughs> oh man, here we are. I love that. Okay. So let's also talk about what we've been like doing to keep our sanity and what we've been kind of, um, keeping ourselves busy with to, you know, not flip out and go ape shit on people. So what are we yeah. doing? What are we, yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I'll go first. So like I was referencing a minute ago luckily I, I have a lot of interest in hobbies that i can do on my own that don't involve social interaction and uh anybody who knows right. me i think oh, i'm like very I'm very social but I, I think i'm like a what's it called like a social introvert maybe like i do love my social stuff and my social time but i also like right. my long time there's stuff i like doing on my own um and there, there are certain activities that i like doing that involve people, but I, I'm totally good to like, you know, every once a month have a weekend where I just don't even leave my apartment and like see humans and that's fine. Um, so this is what I've been doing. I have finally gotten back on being very consistent and disciplined with my running routine in addition to my workout. Um, I've been trying to work out a little bit above and beyond what I normally do because, I mean, let's face it, I have plenty of time and it's not like Normally, um, I would love to work out several hours a day, but if I have social stuff to do, then you got to factor in time to like fix the hair and makeup and all that shit. Um, right. Get sweaty and stuff. But if that's not a factor, then who cares? I mean, I'm wearing this, you know, workout gear every day and that's it because no one sees me. So i um, been trying to tone those abs for summer 2020 that's canceled. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, I've been doing more cooking than normal. I got a pasta machine and I've been making or I made for the first time the other night on my own completely homemade pasta and it was amazing um so I'm gonna keep doing that uh I have been reading more than normal I have finally this has been on my like little personal to-do I've been trying to you know accomplish all these personal to-do list items that I've been 
having for like two years. Um, and one of them is trying to meditate daily. Cause anybody who knows me, I'm, I'm pretty high intensity, like type A can get anxious and stressed easily. So I've been trying to meditate daily. So I've been doing that right. for the last probably right. weeks, which um, is helpful, even if it's like five or 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. so I've not been going into the office. You know, Gabby's used to getting out of the house every day to go to the office. So I've been taking her on walks every evening after dinner. Um, mm-hmm. really like that. I have ordered lots of wine, and this is where I was mentioning the cider. Which So I, I had two different deals. Okay, one was a friend of mine gave me this coupon that she had um, for a wine thing. And then I get a couple of different emails from, like, travel blogs, and one of them they'll – do different like deals on stuff. And so anyway, long story short, two different wine companies that I got basically like one of them, I ordered six bottles. The other were 12, but they were each like less than like maybe like eight bucks a bottle. It ended up, even though some of the wines were like 15 to $20, $25 bottle wines. Where is this from? Tell me. Well, one of them was called naked wines. And the other is, um, and you may have seen a commercial for it, but it's like, uh, it's called Wink Wine Club. It's W-I-N-C. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of felt like it was a deal. I just couldn't pass up. So um, on the yeah, Wink one. Yeah, I heard one, of the first one. Yeah. So on the Wink one, I got mostly wine, but then they had a few ciders. So I got two bottles of cider and then a bottle of rosé. So anyway, I have like 18 bottles of wine stocked up like don't worry about your girl I might be sitting here by myself but I got plenty of wine so I'm good yeah and then one other one of the other things of many on my little personal to-do list I've had um is to kind of research and try out some different podcasts because um you know I'm all about like multitasking and there's lots of things that I'm doing um during the day like different workouts or cleaning or cooking or whatever where I might not necessarily be able to watch something um, even though a lot of times I'll watch my iPad. So anyway, I, I made a really like exhaustive list of different categories of topics of podcasts I might be interested in and look some up. Anyway, one, um, I haven't made it very far into the list, but one that I had listened to in the past and now I've started listening to and y'all, I mean, I just cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, just be love the podcast y'all like so much. Be prepared for lots of cursing because he does curse a lot. And I, I wish that he didn't curse as much because I think that my dad would really enjoy some of the shit that he talks about, but he's right, probably yeah. word like, I don't even know how many times, um, which, you know, Richard just didn't get down with that. But anyways, um, Michael Rappaport, if you don't know who he is, he's an actor and a comedian, but uh, he, um, you'll remember this, I'm sure, but in friends whenever phoebe dates the cop yeah that's him mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. so he's been on a lot of different things and he's a comedian and whatever and he has this podcast called i am Rappaport. and oh my god i listen to it every day when i'm walking gabby and like i'm people have to think i'm crazy if they see me because i'm just like losing my shit laughing the whole time while i'm just like walking my dog <laughs> <laughs> He is so funny. So, like, he mostly talks about sports, 
Um, but he also just kind of talks about his life and what's going on. And now, now that quarantine has been happening, obviously like there's lots of like quarantine and semi-political stuff and just like current events or whatever. Um, right. The one you sent me about the Courtney um, and Tristan debacle. Chloe. So funny. Yeah. Chloe. Yeah. Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. I don't pay attention to that shit. He's also very obsessed with several Bravo franchises, like the Real Housewives and stuff that I like. It's just really funny because he's like a total man's man and on sports, but he will like, I mean, he keeps up with the Housewives better than I do. Like it is, he is so funny. Right. Gotta watch it. Watch it. Like just try out one episode. Just don't listen to it around children because he does curse a lot. Um, Absolutely. Right, right, right. So I also have started another little list, like to-do list of, um, cause you know, with all the current events happening and just the horrible things that have been happening in our country, I've tried, try to look for lots of videos to watch and things to read on the whole like Black Lives Matter topics and stuff like that, just to be better educated for myself and try to be, you know, as educate not to repeat myself but as educated and empathetic as I possibly can be so so far right. I have watched Dave Chappelle's 846 um special which was really good it's only like 27 minutes um and then there's a Ruby Bridges movie on Disney plus that was really good um when I say good I mean it was very and enlightening it wasn't good because it's very sad subject matter but um it was very good um right and so that's the little girl who I believe, I don't know if it was in the country or just in the South, but anyway, she was the first um, black girl to go to an all white school after uh, whatever, you know, when they put the schools to integration. Um, integration, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Just uh, the, the things that she went through going to that school is horrible. Um, anyway, I, and I want to do more research on her because I don't, I don't know how accurate the movie was or if there were some details that they took kind of poetic license or whatever and I, I want to know all the all the details um anyway um so that's that and then one of my cousins posted on Facebook that the Museum of Modern Art during the quarantine is offering like I think it's like six or seven different online art classes for free um so I did sign up for a class called fashion is design because I've always been super obsessed with fashion um, right. That sounds great. I know it's really cool. I mean, it's like it's like a I think it's like an eight week course, and I would say you'd probably spend three hours ish a week on it. You know, they have a few pages worth of reading, um, a few little videos and stuff like that. Um, so it's pretty interesting if you're you know if you're into art at all. It's something you should take advantage of because it's free. Um, for now. And then the last little just random note is I'm so super newly obsessed with Leslie Jordan's Instagram account. Oh, and yes. I love him. I love him. If anyone doesn't know who Leslie Jordan is, I've always known who he was, but I didn't know he right. had an Instagram account. And literally, I think before quarantine, he maybe had like 80,000 followers on Instagram. And now he has like 4 million or something. It's insane. Yeah. But anyway, if you've ever watched Will and Grace, he's the really short little old gray headed gay man that Karen's always fighting with. And I mean, his Instagram account just gives me life. Like he cracks me up so much. Check it out. That's what I've been up to in quarantine. Hey, 
Shit, what are y'all doing? Well, shit, what are y'all what doing? Shit? <laughs> I mean, what I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love that too. That's great. I mean, I will say, Jacqueline, your interests are a lot more diverse than mine um, during quarantine because honestly, I when I look at your list and I look at my list, I'm <laughs> It's very different. So like basically all I've been doing since quarantine has started is waking up whenever, usually before like 10 um, or at 10, 10 30. Um, then I have an hour of office hours that I literally just sit on my computer and wait for people, i.e. my students to come just show up and ask for help, which they never do, but I'm always there. Um, they never take advantage of it, which is fine. Um, so when they come to me at the end of the semester saying like, oh God, I, I didn't understand anything. I'm like, well, you know what? You had plenty of opportunities to freaking message me, email me, talk to me on, you know, collaborate face-to-face. So that's how I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'll spend a little bit of time grading, but right now, obviously it's 4th of July, like weekend. So my first class, my first summer stuff is over. So I have like a few days before my next class will start on Monday to get my uh, second semester summer classes kind of like ready to go, which everything is pretty much ready. I just have to spend a few hours this weekend um, fine tuning some things and changing due dates and things like that. But everything else is pretty much ready. Um, Let's see what else I've been up to. Um, Probably spending way too much money on Bath and Body Works candles and wallflowers. Aren't they having their their semi-annual sale right now? They, yeah, they were, I don't know if they still are, but they were, and there were like select candles and stuff for like 50% off. And so of course I ordered like four of them. Um, I need some wallflowers and some soaps and stuff. Yeah. Go check. Yeah. Definitely go check and see if they're still doing their, um, doing their sale. But yeah, buying, even when the shit wasn't even on sale, I was buying, cause I'm home all day. So like, obviously, you know, if I'm sitting at my desk or if I'm, you know, watching stuff, like I'm going to just flick on my candle. And then I've been spending way too much money on Amazon. Shocker. Um, I've been Dang. looking up, I know. Cause we're trying to like do better since we're here all the time cooking at home or like yeah. at least like making a crock pot meal at home. So we were looking on Pinterest for crock pot meals and different meals and things like that. Um, easy meals, things that don't take very long. Um, Cause I mean, I do like cooking, but at the same time, if I was like in a better kitchen with like more space, then I would be more inclined to do it. But it's just hard when you don't have like a big kitchen to like cook, you know? So, right. So that's helpful. Mm -hmm. You have that good counter space though. So that's helpful. Yeah. I just wish we had like, it's good counter space for the most part, but I wish we had like a little bit more so I could get like a, you know, one of those big stand up mixers. Cause that would help a lot. Cause I do really love to bake. It's just hard when, you know, you don't have the right instruments and or utensils and or equipment to bake like in bulk. Um, some other things I've been doing other than looking up food and crock pot meals and baking stuff is, obviously trying to slowly watch all these TV shows that I've been putting on my lists on all these different platforms for like years, but I never had an opportunity to watch anything because I was literally always working. I mean, I would go to work at 8am in the morning. I would leave at 7am. 
I sometimes wouldn't get home until seven or eight o'clock at night, depending on the day. So I would have no time to watch TV. I'd probably get home, watch TV for a little bit and then go to bed. Like, so I barely had any time to watch anything, especially like shows that I always said, Oh God, that looks really interesting, but like never had time to do. So yeah. Um, doing that, probably drinking way too much. Like I said, drinking Fredonia right now, some Fredonia brewery beer. <laughs> Yum. Um, let's see. What? We both said yum at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. I've been reading and rereading a lot of books too. Like there's a lot of series that I have loved so much when I actually had time to read. Usually I have time to read in the summer. Um, not so much during the regular semesters. So usually in the summers when I really get a lot of reading done, which is fantastic. Cause I love reading. I really do. And like, I have a really good, like little reading nook in my bedroom on my, uh, chase lounge and I can just kind of settle in and read. I mean, and there were some times like a few weeks ago where I was like reading for like half a day and then like I would take a break and then I would go back and start doing it at night and I fucking fell asleep in my lounge chair like multiple times and I'd wake up at like 4 a.m. and I'd, the light is on, the TV's on, like candles on. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so what are you Every time. reading? I've been rereading the Harry Potter books right now i'm on number five yeah i haven't started on those but i've been rereading like series because i kind of like what's the i don't even know what the genre is called it's like young adult fantasy dystopian type books and stuff i don't know there's like a bunch of different series i'll have to send them to you that i really enjoy reading um, cause they're just like, it's not so much the book. It's like, it's just the author and the author is just really good at writer. And that just kind of like draws you in. And I've honestly, I've reread this one series like four times. Uh, it's just that good. Um, I have also, don't worry guys. I have actually have been doing like actual work. So I have been doing a lot of reading over educational pedagogy and pedagogy. However you say it, tomato, tomato, doesn't really matter. Um, but pedagogy about a flex and hybrid education and online education. And like, I've done some podcasts and I've done some webinars about it. Cause like, even though I think I'm pretty good with online education, I mean, there's always room for improvement and continuing to continue education on that. Um, so I've been doing a lot of those as well in my spare time. I bought a sun lounger and put it together and I, I have it outside set up so I can like go sunbathe whenever I want. And of course, like I said, I, I set up my pool. So hopefully that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. And then the last really thing I've been doing a lot is just kind of like planning for the future and like budgeting and looking online for different options for either buying or building a house next year. So doing a lot of budgeting and like seeing where my finances will be next year. And then my parents are kind of doing the same thing so that we can hopefully buy or build something together and then they have their own separate area and then I have my area completely like separate from them um so even though we'll be like kind of kind of under the same roof but we won't be um they'll have their own area and I'll have mine um it just makes it easier and that way I can keep an eye on them (laughs) I know so that's pretty much what I've been doing and then, of course, like I said, watching shows. So let me throw out a few shows that I've been watching. 
Um, I wrote a blog about a month or two ago on my blog site on Tumblr about TV shows and movies that I've been watching since quarantine. Um, a few of these are on there. A few of them aren't because I just finished watching them. So obviously one of them is uh, Outer Banks, which I freaking love so much. Can't wait for season two. Obviously I have so much time to wait before season two, but I loved Outer Banks. Um, I did watch, I finally watched Community, which I love. I love Joel McHale. He's so funny. Um, let's see. I also watched a bunch of Netflix shows. Obviously Outer Banks is one, but another one is The Society, which was actually pretty good. Like the first few episodes were kind of like, man, I was like, I don't know if I'm into this, but then it really kind of like picked up and I was like, oh shit. Um, so if you need something to watch, The Society is good. I love The Order. The Order is also a Netflix show. It's very good. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which is a Marvel show. Uh, Roswell, New Mexico, which is like a reboot of a like 90s show called Roswell. I love that show. It's on Netflix too. Um, another Netflix show, The Last Kingdom, which is all about Vikings. Oh, I'm obsessed with Vikings. Um, which reminds me that Vikings is like the last season is on um, Prime, I think, and also on Hulu possibly. So if anybody out there wants to watch Vikings and catch up, it's on there. I literally just finished How to Get Away with Murder like two days ago. Um, I had always watched it and then I kind of like fell off because I was just so busy at work. So I finally caught up on this final season and Jesus, Viola Davis is just like, so good so good um last night I watched Long Gone Summer which is the kind of the long that wasn't like a 30 for 30 because those are 30 minutes but um it was more like an hour almost two hours kind of like a documentary over Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire really good if you're a big baseball fan or if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and you remember their kind of battle back and forth that one season it was um what baseball season was that? 98, I think. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, yeah, fact, yeah. We don't fact check. If you watch yeah, the rap report, listen to the rap report. Yeah. Um, but I want to start Supernatural, and there's another Netflix show called Virgin River that looked really good um, that I need to watch that. But I've, I really need to start Supernatural because I've been putting that off for forever. But yeah, that was me. Jacqueline? Um, so I, at the beginning of all of the COVID shutdown stuff, I rewatched the league cause that's just like one of my favorite go-tos. Um, that's one of my favorite shows to like, yeah. Yeah. If you've never watched it, you must watch it. So the only reason that I even started watching it originally, I'd never even heard of it. Um, my cousin Jeremy who lives in LA and works in film worked on this show and I always, always watch or at least try to watch whatever show he's working on. Um, currently, right. and I I just got hooked on it. I mean, it's the best show. It's already it's already over and been done for a few years, but um, I think there's seven seasons, and it's it's just about guys uh, like four friends from high school who have this fantasy league together. And y'all know your girl doesn't know nothing about football, don't care about football. It is still hilarious. You don't have to understand football to to get it. Um, I mean, it makes some of the no, jokes. I will say, though, if you do fantasy football leagues, like I do fantasy football every single season for the past, like, oh, God, 10 years. So if you do play fantasy football, 
this is your show. So if you've never watched the league, you have to watch it. Like, I mean, you will 100% feel for, understand, like empathize and just die of laughing watching this show. It's so funny. Like prime comedy. You have to watch it. Super inappropriate. Super hilarious. Oh, so inappropriate, but it's so good. I went back through and watched all the Harry Potter movies. That's what sparked me to read Um, I have started over the show Ray Donovan because it's one of my favorite shows. And there's a new season out that I haven't watched. I think there's, I think they're on like season five or six or seven or something. I don't know. Anyways, but mm-hmm. it's there's a lot packed in there, so I started it over. It's really good. Um, I think it's a Showtime show, but you can. You can do like that Showtime add-on with Hulu or something, or Prime or something. Anyway, yeah, you um, could do with Hulu. Yeah, really, really good. And then I don't, I don't think you've watched this yet. You haven't watched the Last Dance documentary yet, have you? No, I haven't. But it's on my. I literally was searching through when I was looking for Long Gone, the Long Gone Summer last night. It would it popped up on there as well to watch the Last Dance, and I was like, oh god, I need to watch that. So that's okay. literally on my next list to watch. Yeah, that's that's up next. I'll watch it and let me know when you watch it because I will watch it back through because I have decided I'm going to watch it back through again. But anyone yes, yeah. who is a basketball fan at all, like this is a must watch. Um, the Last Dance documentary, and it was so good. I mean, whenever it was on, it was they would release it was ten episodes um, that were an hour long, and they would release two episodes every Sunday. And so, you know, in this quarantine dimension of no sports is like the only thing to look forward to every week. And so, um, you know, I would sit down and watch yeah. it as soon as it came on because my dad watched it as soon as it came on. And then we would like text back and forth during the commercials about what was happening. Um, just amazing. Uh, and uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, you probably know, it's about Michael Jordan and the Bulls and kind of their, their last dance was the last season that he played for the Bulls. Um, but it, it goes through the whole lineage of their, their two, three peats in the, uh, into, I mean, NBA championships, whatever. Um, but it's, it's so, so good. And, you know, for anyone who's like around Alex and I's age, like we definitely grew up watching Michael Jordan and knowing yeah. mm-hmm. was. however, like a lot of the more intricate details that they talk about in the documentary were definitely things that like we weren't really old enough to catch on to or know um, at the time when it was happening. And, you know, this, this was a day before social media. So like a lot of this stuff, maybe a lot of people didn't really know or realize um, but it's just, Oh my God, it's so good. So, so good. Must watch. Um, just the other day I started watching gossip girl again for like the millionth time. I don't Jesus, know what Jesus. I'm Chuck Bass. You know, I gotta have, I gotta have one show at all times that I can like watch just while I'm doing stuff that I don't really have to be paying super close attention to it. Um, so that's my show for right now, but that's like going back to my little personal to-do list. That's why I'm trying to go through these lists of podcasts better because instead of watching Gossip Girl for the 20th time, I could be listening <laughs> to a podcast that might be new information while I'm like cleaning the house or doing something where I can't just be sitting watching. Um, but anyway, right, we're right, right, right. getting there. Um, and then my last little rant is that like most of my reality TV shows are on right now are like just kind of in a holding pattern because I guess they like ran out of episodes that they had ready when the pandemic hit. I don't know. Um, so like a couple of my real housewives and then some of my like MTV reality shows are like, I don't know. It's been like a month and there's no new episodes. So I don't know. 
That's, that's I love that. I love that's that. That's our take to wrap up. Yeah, that's our update when it comes to our lives for pandemic. Um, yeah, so we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. We're actually going to talk about basketball stuff. I know, shock, right? Um, basketball during the summer? I know. There are a few updates and things. Um, so as we leave you for this quick little break, I'm going to play a quick song that I think kind of encapsulates me and Jacqueline. And I love it. So just uh, enjoy for a second. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Lumberjack fans. Now, what's the, what's the segment where we're actually going to talk about basketball? Um, mm. No, not that there's anything happening right now, um, like team-wise. Like big, crazy news, yeah. And we really don't know what the fall has to hold for us. Um, we will see. I will say quick, like, update, and I think I, think I put this in the notes later on, but anyway, I think it was like uh, – the 30th was that Wednesday? I think it was like Wednesday of this week or something. I believe so. That um, the athletes started to show back up on campus. Um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For basketball and football yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred something um, athletes who show back up on campus, and of course they're they're taking very extreme precautions and procedures to mm-hmm. you know protect them daily for all this stuff which you know we'll get to but anyway so um now's really like the time where we're about to see what's what's happening and what's coming up next absolutely so, absolutely um, and so, yeah these, we just wanted to and these updates we'll go over at the beginning or some of them are kind of old because like alex said at the beginning um you know we we're planning on doing another summer podcast um but then we did the emergency one about the um, violations and stuff. So some of this stuff is kind of old news, right. but we're still going to mention it and we're still going to talk about it. So um, exactly. Like when we were planning on doing the podcast originally was when all the freaking news came out. And so that's why a lot of this stuff was pushed back because we had to tackle all the NCAA stuff. And so this kind of just got pushed down, um, but we figured we would just go back over it, even though I'm sure some of you probably heard a lot of this stuff or seen it already, but it's going to give a good refresher. It's always nice to kind of, again, remember all the fun stuff that's going on with SFA basketball and all the, you know, all the positive things is kind of just not focus on all the negative stuff that had happened a few months ago. So. Yeah. So uh, for, first on the list is I'm, I'm sure many of you saw this and we, we shared it on part me Alex Facebook, but Nate won mm-hmm. McCarty Citizenship Award. Um, and I, I got to say, well, I'm sure I've talked about it on here before. I'll talk about it again. How much I absolutely adore Steve McCarty. Um, my, uh, aunt, ditto, ditto. my aunt was his administrative assistant whenever he was the athletic director for SFA. Um, uh-huh. I grew up in Steve McCarty's office hanging around. Um, you know, he's just, oh my gosh, there's just not a better better human being there really isn't he is like the cream of the crop top notch notch dude like 
honestly couldn't meet a nicer fellow, like, to be honest, like, he's no. just fantastic. So if there was any award I wanted to win, one named after Steve McCarty's got to be number one. Um, so that was great. Cool. Then uh, we both, actually, Alex and I both missed this in the, like, article about the award, and my dad was the one who texted me and asked about it. Right. Like, Look. So it said in the article that Nate's going to be playing in Lithuania, but uh, I don't. I don't think either one of us have fact checked any more details on this. Do you know any more? Updates? I don't think there. I, I I haven't seen anything else about it. Um, I honestly don't know exactly if there is going to be any updates about it right now, just because of crazy COVID. So who knows? Who knows? So Nate, let us know. We'll we'll at you and ask. You know, we want to know what's, yeah. what's coming next for you because um, we're super excited and that would just be awesome. Um, yeah, absolutely. Alex, you want to touch on the next announcement? Um, yes. So, <laughs> um, best news ever. Kevon's going to be a daddy. <laughs> so Kevon, Kevon's lovely girlfriend, um, Tyler? Yeah, Tyler. Tyler, yeah. The reason I blanked on I was like, I know her name. Why am I blanking? Tyler is Peggers. They're going to have extreme, the cutest baby the cutest ever. Baby. Seriously, I mean, for sure. Just say that now. And then it was so funny because I think he posted like a few days ago that I that I guess like maybe twins maybe run in her family or something. Um, and I was just like, oh, dude. Even if you do have twins, that's just three more kids, and then you have a full team. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, that's so exciting. Congrats to Kevon and uh, Tyler on their upcoming little baby. I'm not sure if it's a boy or girl. I don't know if they know yet, and they may have posted. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't um, think they know yet. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because if I feel like we would have seen that, but yeah, Kevon is gonna be a little daddy that's so cute so excited for him and tyler and the whole uh, harris family so congrats to them on that um also side note jacqueline and i helped kevon out a little bit and we got some of his uh signed merch so obviously flag yeah some sfa so, so he sent us he had posted on twitter few weeks ago that he was selling some of his old SFA shirts and jerseys and stuff and like, you know, autographing it. And if anybody wanted any to hit him up. So of course, immediately Jacqueline and I are just like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Give us some of that. <laughs> shit. Yeah. So we messaged him and we're like, Hey, like we would totally be down to like get a shirt or whatever, you know, how much, etc. And so we worked it out. We both got two signed shirts and I have them here at my house. And so I'm just waiting to see Jacqueline next for her, for us to, you know, divvy them out. And so thanks to Kevon on selling some of his old, like his shirts, like they're his SFA shirts. So fantastic. I mean, one of our friends, Sean, he got his, what a hit, wasn't his Duke game Jersey. Yes. Um, so we're not yeah. as big balling as Sean, but Sean mm-hmm. uh, bought Kevon's Duke Jersey and it's, it's, looking really nice he sent connor and i a picture of it a few days ago he has it already in like a frame um Rosie, nice good 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 they wore they were the black jerseys that game and the backing he had in the um frame was black and so he said he was thinking about changing it to purple or gray and i was like yeah you need to do gray so it really like pops 
Um, I was gonna say gray would look good, so it pops. Yeah, looks good. Yeah, so that's gonna be cool. I know. I was trying to think of what to do for like ours. I mean, regardless, because we both have. So it's a purple and a white shirt. Um, obviously the you could see the the autograph better on the white shirt um, than on the purple shirt. But I'm just like thinking, regardless of what shirt, either whichever one we want for each of us, what am I gonna do with it after? <laughs> you know what I mean, like, where am I gonna put it? Because I forgot to tell you, Jacqueline, like I ordered a shadow box and I put all of our Duke stuff. Like I found, I contacted the Daily Sentinel and got a Duke newspaper um, from them. And then like the Duke game one where it's like giant slayers or whatever. Yeah. So I got an, uh, the newspaper from that and then I have our game ticket and like a bunch of other stuff. The only thing obviously I couldn't fit in there was our little Duke memorabilia balls yeah. And so I'm like, first of all, what am I going to, how, like, I would like to put the ball in there. So what could I do? Um, dang it. And then now you I have the shirt. You have to have a pretty deep shadow box. And so I already have, I already have a frame stuff of my stuff, but I just did, I didn't do a shadow box frame. I just did like a frame. I have, I have the, um, the newspaper clipping that you're talking about with the flying the giant. Right. I have, I have our ticket stub and then I have, mm-hmm. you know, Wally did the little collective SFA tickets for like. Yep, I have that in there as well. Uh huh. Yep, I got that one in there as well. And so I, ha- I have that framed in my living room. But um, so yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I think the shirt will have to be a separate deal. And then I also have, I can't remember if I showed you this or not, but I have that my my dad's BFF John Alvin gave me that he had from years ago. So. Uh, and look, I'm going to be Michael Rappaport for a second. I'm not fact checking because I don't know the exact year because I wasn't even born. But the other year, so there was, uh, you know, the season that we had whenever we had um, Jacob and walk up and we were 18 and 0. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one other year in SFA's history that they had that like rivaled that season's, um, you know, uh, record. And it was right. some at the end of the 60s i believe um anyways that sounds right they had a set of twin brothers who was on the team and all this stuff anyways i have a jersey from that season um that john alvin somehow had and gave to me um so i need to get that framed but i want to try to find the guy who actually wore that jersey and see if he'll sign it for me before i frame it and stuff but uh, the the like crazy part of it is to me because you know you know how Richard and I are about the jerseys and commenting on the jerseys Absolutely. and stuff. But this was back when, and probably nobody knows this because none of us were alive then. But the colors on the jersey were purple and gold, like LSU. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I remember you telling me this. A purple and yellow jersey. It's so weird, like Lakers looking colors. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm running out of wall space, man, with all this stuff I got to get framed. I know. Well, see, all my stuff, you have your stuff in your in your house, in your apartment. I have all of my, like, SFA memorabilia in my office at work. So that's another reason why I'm like, I miss my office because that's where I have, like, all my stuff. I have, um, I have my uh, piece of um, floor that you got me for my birthday. Um, I have basically all my SFA, like I have my flag, I have my like AX handle from SFA alumni. So like, I have all this shit yeah. in my office, like, and it's just sitting there in the dark and I'm just like, I miss it. And that's why I want to put my Duke thing too, is that my shadow box is at work. Cause I have plenty of wall space in my office. 
So I'm just like, ugh. So I might have to get another shadow box and or like something else to put the Kevon shirt in and then try and figure out what to do with that ball. Maybe I have to get like a baseball. Um, you know, they have those baseball holders for signed baseballs. I may have to like put it in one of those or I don't know, like super glue it to my shadow box on the top. I don't know. <laughs> so something i don't know what to do i'll figure it out so i eventually. have my i have my act candle and my little sfa basketball and a few other sfa items that i have sitting in because i've told i've told this to alex but this new apartment i had my old apartment I only had two windows this apartment i have 13 windows in this bitch which is insane and yeah in my living room i have four windows two of them it's like one big double window that there's you know like two side mm-hmm. by side and it's it's got a pretty right. like windowsill and so in that when and it's in the it's in the very middle of the living room so i have i have like my axe handle and my little basketball and a bunch of different sfa memorabilia all sitting in that windowsill so like maybe if there's some kind of place like that you could set that stuff out i don't know yeah I have a bunch of like random SFA stuff, like I said, at my office. Like I'm sure I can find a spot to like set my ball. That sounds weird. Um <laughs> God bless America. Um, I'll figure it out. I just need to get back into my office. Like <laughs> having like a like a, a identity crisis because I feel like I'm just like a sit at home like slob and I don't even know like what up what is up is what is down and like where I work and like what I do anymore is oh help me lord anyway so moving on moving on okay we got off under like a tangent here but let's get back to our 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 updates um Kevon and SFA men's basketball head coach Kyle Keller our boy um both have been recognized on the 2020 NABC all district squads so they were recognized for that um and there's just a lot of like postseason awards that are obviously on our list here. Another postseason award. Yeah. Big one here was SFA's win at Duke was our game of the year. And that was on mid-major madness from SB nation. So our win at Duke was the game of the year on SB nation. Like I said, um, let's see. Kevon was named the 2019, 2020 Lou Henson, all American team or on the name to the uh, all American team. And then Jacqueline, those TABC college awards, what, what was that about? So Kyle Keller was the D1 men's college coach of the year um, in the release after leading us to the 28-3 record we had in our Southland Conference regular season title. Um, of course, we didn't get to mm-hmm. win this championship because we didn't get to play in it. Um, whatever. Uh, we were led by – so the TABC college awards, we got three different awards. We got Kyle Keller got the college coach of the year. Kevon Harris was named D1 Men's Player of the Year. And Jay Turnipseed was named the D1 Student Assistant of the Year. Um, now, That's awesome. Those are all the awards. And then we have we have two different, um, like a podcast and a video kind of that we want to talk about. So uh, Kyle Keller was interviewed yeah. on a podcast, Marching to Madness. Now, listen, no disrespect, but I was cracking up. Um, at this dude, so I, I like to yeah. description, and it said that it was two dudes, but the the one that he was on, it was only one dude talking to him. Um, so I don't know if they like take turns on this podcast or what, but it wasn't like a me and Alex thing where they were both talking because there's only one dude. Um, but he literally like, first of all, did he not have the countryest accent you've ever heard in your entire life? 
Well, hundred percent. Like I cannot remember his name, but when I, I originally watched this or watched it, listened to it whenever it first came out and they posted it on um, social media. And <laughs> man, I tell you, I'm just, I'm trying to recall back, but I'm just trying to think like of where this guy's from. Cause it is so Southern, like, but it's not like Texas Southern. It's like, it almost sounds like Tennessee and or Mississippi or Alabama or so. I don't know, but it sounded something like that. Yeah, definitely not Texas. Definitely not Texas. So country, it sounded like this dude was faking his accent. Like, as if... As hey, God, like, today, yeah. As a Southern person, if you watch something on TV, like a Lifetime movie or something that has a Southern person, and you're like, oh, my God, that is not how bad we sound. Like, that's how he sounded. Um, so, first of all, he messed up on Knack, and he, like, pronounced it Nacogdoches. He did, Yeah. And then he like, which in his defense, I think he kind of stuttered, stuttered on SFA. He was like Stephen F. A. Austin. Stephen F. Yeah, Austin. he was just bless his heart. Was he was messing up left and right? I mean, literally. I mean, I, he was trying his best, but like, I mean, Nacogdoches. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the other funny thing I'll say about him. Like, so when you all start listening to the Michael Rappaport podcast, because you just must. Um, my joke earlier, he, he always says, we don't, we don't fact check on the Michael Rapport podcast. Well now, okay. So he doesn't fact check on, obviously Alex and I fact check pretty much everything that we say, because we're talking about very specific. We, we try to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't want to be wrong, but cause we're talking about very specific win loss stats, records, whatever. Right. Okay. Mike Rapp, yeah. you know, he's just out here. He, he's the disruptor. That's what he calls himself. He calls himself the, the, the MJ of disruption. Um, so he's just talking shit, you know? And so he's like, I might say mm-hmm. 22 days ago, and it was really 25 days ago. Like, I'm not fact checking that shit. I'm not going to waste my time to Google and tell you a difference of three days. Like, not going to fact check that. Okay, this dude, right. like, took not fact checking to a whole new level because he didn't even know who our three seniors were from last year. Like, yeah, he, dude, he, he did didn't not fact check at all. Um, one thing I did like is that Keller talked about um, having part kind of because uh, Alex had put in this note that they, they did have some really great commentary talking about what the guys were doing right now during COVID. So I'll let her kind of yeah. discuss yeah. takeaways on that. But my main takeaway on that was that Keller has kind of the bit of homework that he's given the guys. They have to watch the last dance documentary. And as they would go through, you know, each episode, they would talk about it. I freaking love that when y'all all watch it, you will understand, but there's just, I mean, listen, like anybody can say whatever they want about Michael Jordan. He is the effing goat. I mean, there is no one who is better. And sometimes was he kind of an asshole to maybe some of his teammates? Maybe so. But you know, when you watch it, he says, he's like, I was trying to push people to be the best that they could be. And some people didn't want to be pushed to that. So some people that made them uncomfortable and they didn't like it and they didn't like being pushed, but that was his job. That's what he was getting paid to do. Anyway, there's so many good takeaways. I love that he was having them watch that and talk about it. Cause there's just so many lessons learned there. Um, another thing yeah, I like I, I, is that Keller at the very end asked the dude, uh, what the F stood for in Stephen F. Austin. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> that was so funny. He did not know. So anyone who doesn't know, Stephen Fuller Austin, 
Um, and Keller made a point to say, because as any of you know, ESPN and everybody always screws up our name. It's SF Austin or whatever. I don't know. Not SFA and not Stephen F. Austin. They never get it right. And so he said that he always makes a point to make sure that all the guys know what that stands for. Because if, if ESPN or someone is talking to them or whatever, they need, they need to know the name of their university to set the record straight. So Stephen Fuller Austin. Um, that's right. That's right. So at the very, very end, someone's phone was ringing in the background. I'm like, come on, man. Turn your ringer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I mean, but it was just a really fun podcast and it was nice to hear coach Keller's voice again. And of course, just, he's just, he's such an electric dude and he's just, he's such a great interview. He just makes things fun and energetic and he, he definitely brings the, he brings the juice. He brings the fire. Um, and I just love listening whenever he's getting interviewed by honestly anybody. Yeah. I mean, he could be talking to himself in a freaking forest of, you know, a thousand acres, just like talking to himself and I would listen to it. Same thing with like coach Carthel. Like they just are that kind of guys that are just extremely energetic and they bring, you know, they bring the energy 24 seven and they're just, they're just good dudes. And you can tell in it whenever they're doing their interviews that they just love their job and they love what they do and they love the players. And so, yeah. And I really, I really enjoyed talking, you know, hearing about what the guys Basically what Jacqueline said, I mean, basically giving them kind of like homework, you know, hey, you can't be here right now because of COVID. But, you know, basically what he kind of said is that really isn't hindering these guys. I mean, they're still working out. They're still in the gym. They're still shooting. They're still working on stuff. So, you know, as soon as they get back working on, you know, things they need to work on, you know, as a team, they should be ready. You know, they're not really taking any days off to be honest with you. And I can't wait because I mean, on and two, hopefully crossing the fingers, they have the Kyle Keller basketball camps as of right now, they're still on because I'm so excited because my nephew finally was able to sign up for it. And my nephew Zach is going to come up and he's going to go and participate in the camps. And I'm so excited for him because he's just, he loves basketball so much, loves it. And so I'm hoping that he can, can get good. Huh? This will be his first year, right, if it happens? Yeah, this will be his first year going, yeah. Because um, we try to sign up and do it from last year, but it just um, it just didn't work out. It just didn't happen. I think he was at a sleepaway camp during that time, and so it just kind of didn't work out. But this year, you know, hopefully as long as they still have the camp, he's going. He signed up for the one in August, and so I'm just I'm excited for him to experience that and then get help from, you know, some of the best – coaches in the business and so because like I said he's he loves basketball he wants to get as you know he wants to get better and improve he just I think he just made not the school team that the school he's at but like it's like a like a club team that is really good in the Woodlands area it's like AAU or something um I have to look it up more but he just made the team on that. And so he's really like doing whatever he needs. I mean, he's outside every day during Corona, like legitimately he's outside because they bought him a basketball hoop, like shooting, shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes, like rebounding. Like he's always out there working on stuff, which I told him, I told him in the very beginning of all this basketball crap, like a few years ago, I told him, I was like, bub, if you want to be good, 
if you want to get, you know, go to college for this, or if you want to be a good player, I was like, you have to take no days off. I was like, you have to be out here shooting baskets, you know, practicing rebounds, layups. Like you have to be shooting baskets, you know, as much as you can, you know, because that's what all the good players do. You know, they'll be in the gym all the time. So I was like, you have to stick with it. You can't just play for, you know, five minutes, but all right, I'm done. Like over it, but you know, he has to try. So exactly. Love it. Okay. So our next yes. thing to talk about is so last summer, it was really sad because last summer they did the I know we enjoyed it so much. Purple Lights Fun Tour and they, they went to Houston, Dallas, and Longview. And I, I went to the Longview one and Alex and I went together to the Houston one. Um, it was so much fun, you know, it was just like a fun such a good time at, at the brewery at, um, oh God, what brewery was that? Eighth, um, eighth wonder. It was fun. Um, and they had different people speak. So a good time. obviously this year that was not possible. Um, so they did, they did a purple lights fun virtual tour, um, which I, I thought they did well with that. I mean, it was, it was as good as we could do in the interim for not being able to have a real one. Um, Right. So, so we had our, our OG of just SFA everything. Rob Myers was the host. Um, of course, love him. Uh, so they had right. a panel of different speakers. They had Dr. Gordon. They had Ryan Ivey, Coach Carthel, Coach Humphreys, um, Coach Dixon, and Coach Keller. Uh, so I, I, I listened to it last night. Alex watched it, I think, live whenever it happened. I um, did watch it live. I will say, though, that I was at the brewery drinking watching it live on my phone. So there were a few things that I like missed and stuff because I was like busy playing trivia. And so there were a few like moments that I didn't catch, but for the most part, I caught the majority of it all. Um, and there were a lot of people watching and there were a lot of people engaging and asking questions and, um, you know, keeping up with the entire program. So, I mean, and again, like for having to be online and virtual, they did a really good job and it was really set up very well. Um, and so I, you know, props to Tyler Boone and all the athletic administration for putting that on. Cause it was great. Yeah. And I will say whenever I was watching it, it, it still showed you the little feed as if it was happening live of people commenting. Um, so I, I could see that there was lots of interaction and stuff and, um, and we'll, we'll right. share again because you can still go back and watch it you know like i did i just watched it last night um but so i made a i made a few little notes and i'll let alex jump in on whatever she has to um share also about her yeah yeah go ahead go ahead but so dr gordon talked first um kind of the main takeaway there was he, he was talking about sfa setting up the flex and the online lecture capability um and ways to save that into the learning management system so that they can, you know, try try their best to navigate this going forward. And he, he did mention um, the the open SFA website that's supposed to give all the updates of kind of what's going to happen. But I honestly right, really yeah. haven't looked at it. Have you looked at it yet? Or I have. I have actually a couple times because <laughs> I was I've been. Yeah, I've been on social media kind of like on a couple Facebook groups where it's like SFA community, just trying to like, even though again, like I don't work there, we're still alumni board members. So I feel like anytime we can help out on social media, if we know something, we can easily answer the question for them or at least help them out with the question. So I have looked at the op, the open website multiple times. And it is, when I say it is thorough, 
boy, it is thorough. I mean, they go over everything. They go over dining. They go over classroom stuff, safety, health, blah, blah. I mean, like, uh, uh, residence hall. Like, they go over pretty much everything. So, I mean, it's very thorough and it's very it's easy to understand as well. So if you have a specific question about like, Oh, you know, how are, how is dining services going to function? Then you would just, you know, click that and you would look through all the different, you know, do we have to wear masks? Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? Yeah. So. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm glad yeah, absolutely. putting forth a really good proactive effort on that. And I know that's taken a lot of work. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so the, the second speaker they have was Ryan Ivy. Of course, uh, I have a few takeaways that I've, I took from that one, which I'd referred to earlier was the, them having all the students. Okay. And I have my notes here. They returned on the 29th. Um, so anyway, keeping the athletes safe, they've been doing screening and temperature checks daily and they record those monitors because, you know, as you know, like some, some people, they're just their normal average temperature might be a little lower or a little higher than the 98.6. And so, um, right. Changes for, or like a 99 something for one person might not be abnormal to what they normally run. But like for me, I always run low. Like I usually my temperature yeah. is like 97 something. Um, so for me, if I'm like at a 99, like that's kind of high. So they're like really keeping up with screening and doing the temp checks daily and recording that monitoring if it goes up any. Um, of course, they tested. I think they did the antibody test for all the athletes when they first showed up. Um, they did. Yeah. They, they definitely, they said they did over like 200 or so tests yeah. or something like that. So they're really saying mm-hmm. that. So, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully we'll, we'll keep on keeping on and we won't have to just cancel 2020 altogether. Um, right. So another thing we talked about was the new logos. Um, and he was just saying, you know, we've already posted them and showed them to y'all, but just that their, their mission with that and that they've been working on it for about a year, which I, I didn't know that, but, um, that's good to know that their mission was just to enhance the existing primary mark. Um, so they're not, not trying to take away the primary SFA logo, you know, the Texas with SFA on it. Um, but just to kind of enhance and add to that and keep it consistent or whatever. Um, does anyone remember the last logo debacle? Cause I, do. um, vividly, vividly. That was something else is all I have to say about that. Um, so yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like he made and I, I, I could talk on this all day, but I just want it to sink in. Um, as he said, you know, through all of this, they really come to realize, and this sounds like a very elementary statement, but you just really don't realize how true it is until it happens. Um, he's like, if we don't have student athletes, then we don't need coaches or administrators or any of this. Like we don't have the, athletes, right. the program doesn't exist. And you just have to really let that soak in that, the athletes and you know here's the thing we we talk about it on here we talk about all kinds of stuff um and there you know there are the fair share of athletes who are divas and you know this that and the other get upset about things um they believe that there is an island team let's just say that yeah but within reason without the athletes nothing will happen so we really do need to and i'm not saying that they need to be divas or catered to or like treated like rock stars but their core needs need to be met and we need to take care of the athletes and support the athletes because if we don't have them then we don't have anything um right i thought that absolutely i thought that was a good point that he made agreed i 100 percent agree with what you said and what ryan said as well for sure 
Of course we got Colby that came on next. I mean, that dude just oozes charisma. Oozes. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Positive person I could ever listen to. I mean, he really is. Legitimately, Um, yes. So I I hope that, you know, I hope football happens and he gets to get back out there. Um, And I I think the next next year or two probably really show some stuff because, you know, he had a lot of young guys and he had a lot of um, obstacles that he was up against. So I I think he's really going to have some time to shine coming up here in the next couple of years. A thousand percent. And then, you know, once they start getting into – you know, the guys that he's recruited and like, you know, the guys that are returning, they've been under him for a whole year, a whole season. They know what to expect from everything. And so, I mean, there's, I think honestly, there's, there's nowhere to go with this team with under Colby than up. I mean, he's just going to, he just brings a whole different atmosphere and tone to the football program that has been missing for, for so long. And like all of us, dedicated football fans like myself and I know a lot of people who just who love football so much and just love SFA football and want them to succeed and do well have just been like chomping at the bit and waiting for Colby to just get out there and do his thing because we know once he gets it started and gets things rolling I mean there's no stopping that guy he's like a freaking train I mean you spend five minutes with this guy face to face I mean not even face to face like you can just listen to him but I mean when you're in the same room with him it's just electric stuff, electric stuff. I mean, he would make me honestly run through a wall, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, if, like, if, like if I was on the football team and I was a dude and I just heard Colby, like, do one, like, inspirational speech, I'd be like, suit me up, dude. Like, put me a helmet, get me in there. I'm going to run over some mother truckers. Like, I'm ready. You know? Yeah. yeah. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play 100% because he's just that way. Um, so then they, they had Coach Humphreys, and man, I miss volleyball and Shelton Gym so yeah. much. And she is just the and goat of women's volleyball. I mean, she is the goat. And um, they just posted today, actually, on social media, the the video of the new update to the uh, volleyball court. It looks oh, yeah. so good. They've been painting in there, right? They've been painting. Yes, like the court looks beautiful with all the new logos and stuff it looks beautiful okay i'm yeah. gonna look that up um and she made one point which is what i always say and i know i've said it on this podcast several times but i'll say it again um she said i would invite you even if you do not watch volleyball if you don't know anything about volleyball if you've never been to a volleyball game just come to one volleyball match and i promise you will be hooked I cannot say that enough. Listen, I don't, I don't know that much about volleyball. I really don't. Douglas didn't have volleyball. I never played volleyball. Uh, there's still a lot of rules I don't understand. You don't, you don't have to understand it. You have to know all the rules. Just come to one game and the atmosphere. I promise you, you will come back. Um, so she just encouraged each time that you come to try to invite one new person to come, and I, I, I try to do that. I'm, anybody who's ever you know, talk volleyball with me. I'm like, just come to one game, just come. I promise you'll enjoy it. It is so worth it. It's just an atmosphere you cannot describe. Yes, I agree. And I mean, and I, I do know, I never played volleyball, but I've, you know, I'm, I've considered myself like kind of like a fan of all sports and a general. And, you know, I kind of know a little bit about all sports. I mean, I really know football and I really know basketball and baseball, but like when it comes to, stuff like volleyball and things like that. Like I tend to know a little bit. And so 
Um, because we had, we had pretty much every sport at my high school and I would go to a lot of games from there as well. And I would go to games as a student at SFA. So, I mean, you go to one game in Shelton and again, you are hooked on because it is again, electric in there. It's deafening. It's so loud. I mean, if you go, I mean, I'd, I'd be surprised like if you didn't get excited or pumped up, like it was just a contagious environment. So yeah. Yeah. Next we had, yeah. And then after Humphreys, they had a little kind of break where they had Joey Greer perform, which he's just amazing. I love Joey. He's such a good, um, he's such a good artist. And I know Jacqueline, I think had him play at Blueberry Fest one year. So I had um, him play at Blueberry Festival. I know at least one year, but maybe more than one. Um, so anyways, side note, sad day to not have the Texas Blueberry Festival cheer. That sucked. Oh, believe me, I know. Usually that's like every weekend on my birthday weekend or near my birthday. And so I would always celebrate going to Blueberry, going to the Blueberry concerts and like enjoying the weekend and stuff like that. But if you guys hear a weed whacker or a blower, it's because our lawn guy's here. So that's in the background. Sorry. (laughs) It's yard day. Get that yard done. Looking nice for 4th of July, baby. Um, after that, they had Coach Dickinson play, um, softball coach. Obviously, there's lots of schools having seniors. Some seniors come back for their fifth year because of COVID, which they're allowing to do that. Um, I can't remember if she mentioned if any of her seniors were coming back. Did she? I can't remember. Well, I don't think that she did, which I thought was kind of odd. But um, she did mention that just kind of they didn't really know exactly what they would be up against with people in the conference because some of them might have some people coming back. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's, yeah. I didn't know if, if she just didn't mention it. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I guess she just, maybe they haven't decided yet if any seniors were coming back. Um, Cause I don't know how that's going to work with like scholarships and like, will there be scholarships available for, you know, freshmen or like, were they, are they giving them a, basically another scholarship to come back or are they done with school and they can just come play like I don't I don't know all the bits and pieces of that we'll have to look that up and check but like hoobly yeah then last but not least we had our boy coach Keller and of course he went into um a lot of different kind of topics he talked about Katie heartbreak because of COVID which <sighs> still reeling Still reeling from there being no Katie, no NCAA, no March Madness, no nothing. Just depressing. But yeah, so we talked about that. Um, This next one always kind of not like made me laugh, but it was funny. It's donate to buy teams to come play SFA. Oh my God. I was literally dead when that. He was like, if you want to donate. I know. Donate to help us buy teams to come play us. I was like, oh my God, you're not wrong. You are so not wrong. When he said that, I was laughing so hard. Because it's so true because nobody ever wants to come to Nacogdoches and play us because they know what they're getting. I mean, Alabama came to Nacogdoches and were literally seconds away from losing. So I wouldn't come here either. (laughs) No. Uh, No. <laughs> but I get it. I get it though. Like we want big teams to come and visit, which I mean we have a great atmosphere and it's just but I guess a lot of schools and teams just find it like a freaking hindrance or something just cuz we're not near like a major airport. I mean, 
We're a few hours away from Houston, four, three or four hours from Dallas. I mean, I get it. I get it. But it's worth it because it's a great environment to play in. And they can really be tested and put through the ringer, you know? Yeah. Bunch of cowards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cowards. And then he talked about how he wouldn't trade the threesome of Gavin, uh, Rati, and Cam. Absolutely. I... They were so, like, the addition of them this season was just bar none. I mean, obviously, yes, we had we had Johnny, we had Johnny Boy, Nate, and, and Kevon. Fantastic senior returning team there, like, strong core. But having Rati, Gavin, and, and Cam, I mean, I don't think we would have gotten as far as we did, to be honest with you. No, not at all. No, (laughs) no. Um, And then, of course, a quick little update on the Performance Center. So it's moving and grooving. They're finally getting some things done. There was a lot of rain delays because apparently, just along with COVID, I don't know if COVID had anything to do with any delays or anything. I don't think it did, but possibly. But there's just been a lot of, like, random, really rainy days. And not just, like, one day, but there was, like, a week where it almost rained, like, every day. And, you know, construction, I mean... If it rains, it it gets muddy and you can't really do anything. So until they get like concrete slabs on the ground, um, there isn't really much they can do when it comes to rain. But they have walls. The walls are going up. If you saw on on social media a couple days ago, they have walls. If you're in the Nacogdoches area or coming by to visit anytime soon, drive by, check it out, get out, take a picture. It still looks like a big swimming pool, but it just looks like swimming pool with walls. Um (laughs) So it's getting there. It's getting there. It's getting there. So I know Ryan, I think probably mentioned this during the purple lights tour. Maybe not. I don't remember again. That was, feels like forever ago. Um, The last time he spoke about it, I believe he said about April, maybe of next year, potentially ish. Um, It was going to be earlier in 2021, but because of the delays and stuff, because of weather, it's been pushed back a bit. So it may not be until the end of next season where it will be kind of done, unfortunately. But again, kind of at the mercy of weather when it comes to outdoor in construction. So it happens. It happens. And then one small update about the about the actual schedule. The only team I know, like other than our conference teams, yeah, whatever. But I know that we're at least playing hopefully still I don't know if this when I wrote this we still were but they planned on playing Arkansas State again um I don't know when but that was on the schedule or that was on the potential schedule I don't know with with COVID or anything if they're gonna change that up I do remember someone saying or someone posting that they were gonna go from a do you remember it's like a 20 game season to like 18, 16 or. Um, I, I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think it was 20 to 18. Yeah. So like they're cutting out a couple games, which I mean, makes sense, whatever. I mean, but I think it affects conference games. Yeah. It's just conference games. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't care. You know, whatever we got, whatever we got to do, whatever we got to do, you know, agreed to get, it doesn't, I don't care. Okay, so 
let's go ahead and talk about our fan Twitter topic. So we went on to Twitter and we asked uh, our fans, our lovely loyal fans, um, a, a question and it had a few options that we kind of threw around to ourselves. You know, um, we want you guys to pick one of the topics that we talk about during our podcast. And so we had a bunch of things written down and the one that kind of ran away with it was our dream vacations from start to end. So like if we could go on a trip like tomorrow, right now, where would we go? What would we do? You know, what is the dream vacation? So basically I'm going to talk about my dream vacation. This is like the vacation that I've always wanted to go on and that I've been like secretly Pinteresting, planning, pinning things for like, I don't know why I said secretly. It's not a secret. I think if you know me, you know that, I, <laughs> that I've been talking about this and talking about going to this area um, for, for forever. For, for I mean, for a long time. Anyway, so my dream vacation is going to basically the whole of the UK. Um, include, it's like Scotland, Ireland, Northern Ireland. I know obviously that's not simply UK, but, um, Wales, England. Yeah. That entire, just basically that entire Island and group of islands. Um, that is my dream vacation. That is like, as soon as COVID's like chill, like calm down and we can actually go travel. That is where I'm going. Like, I don't care if I have to max out a credit card. I don't care. Like life's too short. Can't take it with you. I want to go here. And I know there, I have a group of friends that would love to come with me, Jacqueline included. So yeah. Anytime I want to go anywhere, I just have to be like, Jacqueline, you want to go? And she's like, fuck yeah, let's go. Because (laughs) she's such a traveler and has, you know, just like that traveler mindset, kind of like I do. She's been to many different places, way more places than I've ever gone. Um, But I want to start going to these places So it'd be a UK trip. So I would start in Scotland and I would go to, there's just so much stuff I would go and do in Scotland first. It's just crazy. I'd go visit castles. Um, I would go check out. So there's an ultimate 10 day outlander tour of Scotland. And if you ever have watched the show outlander, it's first of all, it's so good. Um, And there's like a tour of all the different castles and different, places that they film in Outlander that I'd want to go on a tour with for sure. Um, definitely go to Edinburgh, definitely go to, um, Inverness, go to the castles of Clan Mackenzie and all these different places. Um, Lollybrock, Castle Leoch. I don't even know if I'm saying these right. I had a student this past semester in the spring from, um, from Scotland And so anytime he spoke, I was just like, take me to your motherland because it's just so funny. Um, There's also places in Harry Potter that were kind of, that's like a Harry Potter walking trail in Edinburgh. So I would probably do that as well Um, while I'm in Scotland. But I would really just, I want to go see the Highlands like so bad. It's just, anyway, and of course I would do a bunch of distillery, like whiskey tours, like everywhere. (laughs) Um, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Um, in Ireland and Northern Ireland, probably more of the same, you know, I would definitely go visit, um, a couple different places. 
and Belfast, Dub- oh, for sure. Uh, Galway, um, the Cliffs of Moore, Dublin, Waterford, Cork. Cork, for sure. Cork is so pretty from all the pictures that I've seen of Cork. Um, and then, of course, moving from there, I'd go see Wales. I don't know a lot about Wales, but I do want to go to Wales. It's Welsh. Welsh Corkies. Um, <laughs> they're my favorite. I know they're super cute, but they shed so much. But anyway, um, yeah. And then, of course, I'd end in England. And, I mean, soccer games, Harry Potter, pubs, history, Westminster. Um, I have family that lives in England, actually, out in the country. And so I will go and definitely go visit them, too. Um, Take the train and go visit from from London. And so... um, I can't wait. So, I mean, it's it's not like a very detailed list, but if you saw my Pinterest board of my UK trip, you would, it's pretty, it's pretty extensive. I mean, there's things, places to go in each country, places to see, um, best like pubs, best this, best that, everything, Scottish history, timelines, how to learn Gaelic in 12 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my shit ready. I am (laughs) fucking down to go. I got the different Celtic tartans for each clan that I can wear. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm prepared. I'm prepared. So that's kind of like my dream vacation. I would, I mean, and also that's just kind of makes, helps me explore some of my roots too, because I am, I do have roots, like I said, in England and in Ireland as well. Not so much in Scotland, in Scotland, but definitely in Ireland and England. A lot of my um, ancestors are from that area, and so that would just be another kind of way to kind of feel more um, closer to my ancestors and my um, nationality, kind of roots and things like that. So that that's mine. That's mine. Okay, so y'all know when y'all ask this question, you, you're you not going to get one answer from me on a dream vacay. Like, there's just no point. Yeah. You can ask. I literally have put nothing in the notes because there's just not one thing that I can list. Um, but I'll, I'll go on a small little tangent about a few things. And you've already also been to so many places that were your dream vacation. So, but, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I have been a ton of places that I'm just so lucky to have been to. And I've loved all of them. And I couldn't even pick one favorite out of any of the places I've been and everywhere I've been, I would go back immediately. Um, Anyone who, like you you fuel up the plane and just wherever it's going, I don't care. I'll get on. I'll go. Doesn't matter. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of different things I like. I I like going to beach destinations. I like going to mountains. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a beach or a mountain person. I like both. Um, Really, for me, it's more about I, I want to go. Definitely, I, I like going new places I've never been, but a lot of the places I've been, I would go back to. Um, but it's more about just, I guess, for me, yeah. the last several vacations have been more about like what what's going to push me out of my comfort zone the farthest. Like, what's the farthest away from Western world stuff that I've grown up with? Because um, I, I did several trips in a row that were like just the complete opposite of our culture and society and whatever um you know I went to Tunisia, right yeah like Muslim Africa I went to um Israel Middle East um I went to Turkey which is kind of 
um, mix between Middle East, Muslim, and European, um, and a little right. bit Asian since it's kind of in the middle. Um, so it, anywhere that's like out of my comfort zone, and not I'm not saying that I feel uncomfortable those places. It's just not what I'm accustomed to. Um, is awesome. There's so many places I want to go. Uh, I can't. I can't even begin. Um, I do. So South America and Antarctica are the only two continents I haven't been on. So I really want to do something um, incorporating the two of those soon. I would like to do. Um, I've right. been willing to go to Iceland lately. That's just something I want to do and see the Northern Lights. Oh, that. a thousand percent. Side note on the Iceland thing, um, Melissa would be down for that for that trip as well because we just watched Eurovision on Netflix with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams and they were in, obviously they're in Iceland and I've always wanted to go to Iceland as well. I think it'd be such a cool trip to go there too. So, uh, um, who knows down. how was that movie? Because my boss just told me to watch that movie because he said that I would think it was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like it was pretty funny. And my second yeah, yeah. is so my grandmother, the little traveling nanny, she was supposed to be going this September traveling to Iceland. Yeah. But they pushed the trip to next September, so I'm I'm kind of hoping I can like just you know uh, jump on that because um, that would be fun. Um, let's see. I'm still hoping. I haven't completely given up hope on it yet, but I need to do some more research before I know if it's possible. Um, but one of one of my friends from high school and his wife, who were both in the um, army, are going to be stationed in. Egypt starting like around Thanksgiving. And so I'm still kind of hoping to get to go visit them sometime in the spring next year. We'll see. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I've been wanting, be fun. Yeah, there's a lot of trips I've been wanting to do. So anything, I don't care. Uh, fuel up the jet and just tell me what to pack for. And that's my dream vacay. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm in, I, I, I love that. Yeah. The next love one. That. This was a question uh, that Carrie submitted and it, listen, if I put in more thought, I might, I might could come up with more solidified answers. So don't hate me if you don't like my answers, but this is what I thought of just off the cuff. Um, but Carrie, and she, she did say in her tweet, this is a little off brand for part me, Alex, but not off brand for Alex and Jax at all. We are both obsessed no. with girls. If you know anything about us, we love our golden girls. Um, so just love gold girls about yes yes who would we choose to be the cast of the golden girls now so this this is my list now for two of them i pretty much have set who i think it would be two of them i I have like a choice between two actresses that i think could do it um so okay starting off rose obviously it's still gonna be betty white because she's still alive um (laughs) no She's the only surviving cast member. So Rose is still going to be Betty. Well, she can still do it. I know she can. Um, and I actually I know she can, but if for some reason, if for some reason Betty isn't here anymore, like knock on wood, hope that never happens, who would be like part two? I didn't think that far ahead. So you tell who you think oh, you're. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who Betty be? I mean, your Rose be. Oh, who would my Rose be? I wrote Betty White too because she's alive. But I also said okay. But I also said if she wasn't alive for any reason whatsoever, I kind of thought like maybe like Diane Keaton, um, just because I've seen her play kind of like innocent, like kind of 
what's the word? You know how Rose is like extremely just kind of innocent and just very pure and she's just, you know, very just absent-minded. I've seen Diane Keaton kind of play that role in a few other in a few other kind of shows. So I feel like she could kind of play like this innocent kind of like kind of goofy, huh? What? Just very um shout sheltered kind of woman. Yeah. Right? Okay. So I actually okay. have, <clears throat> I actually have Diane Keaton on my list too, but for a totally different character, which I'll get to, but I think that that just oh, really is how great of an actress she is because she has played oh, so, so great roles. Um, okay, but the other one that I, I pretty much have set is the role of Dorothy, and I think Meryl Streep would be a good Dorothy. Oh my God, I literally almost put her for Dorothy too. So who's your Dorothy? Um, it took me a while to find somebody, but it was like a mix between Glenn Close. She'd be a good Dorothy. I thought about her. And, and Sigourney Weaver. Not a bad option. I did think I did think I, about Glenn Close too, but she almost made the cut. Glenn, um, yeah, Glenn Close was just like anytime I see Glenn Close, obviously I think of Hunter One Dalmatians first of all, and yeah. so she's just extremely savage in that movie, like savage, savage. And so I figured, you know, I mean, she's Sophia's daughter, so like, I mean, just savage savagery is in her blood so maybe glenn close like and she was in fatal attraction like you know what i mean like yeah i don't know so i, I really went i went with glenn close there i think but, glenn close and meryl streep were a pretty good tie for dorothy um i think so too okay yeah for blanche <clears throat> i was blanche thinking, hard, dude. so for blanche i was thinking either jane fonda um Ooh. Or I, I honestly thought Diane Keaton would also be a good option for her because she she's also played a lot of, I feel like, um, characters that are very, like, blunt and cunning in their humor and delivery, yeah. which is Blanche. So, I don't know. Right. But that's um, she is that she could play Rose or Blanche. <laughs> Okay. No, I, I, I see what you're saying there. hundred percent. Like, but, and all these actresses are like so diverse that they could honestly play any of them. So yeah. my Blanche was, okay. So I had like two that I thought would work well. So first would be like Susan Sarandon. She would be a good Blanche. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, I'm trying to remember the other one. Oh, I wrote down, uh, Jessica Lang. So, I think whenever I just see Jessica Lange's face, I just think like, I know this sounds horrible, but I just like immediately think hussy. <laughs> no, you know what? And I love her so much and I had to include her on the list, but um, jump, jumping to my next one, she was one of my options for Sophia, but I, I think she would be a good Blanche too. But um, for, Sophia, oh, really? for Sophia, I was thinking either her or Shirley MacLaine. Oh, oh yeah, that would be good too um for so I know because Sophia she's such a savage and so I was trying to think of like someone who I've seen in a in a movie or film that is just like sense of humor super spirited like don't give a shit and so my immediate like first person that I thought of um was Julie Walters and she was she's that British actress she's a dame kind of like how dame Helen Mirren um but she's just so funny so funny julie walters 
if you look her up and you look at her face, like you'll, you'll recognize her face. Um, yeah. So that was, that was my Sophia. I really couldn't think of someone else for Sophia. Um, I kind of had a thought of, of maybe even like Helen Mirren for Sophia because she's also extremely savage. Um, she is. And she's very, she's very, uh, uh, what do you call it? She can go any way. She can just, she can, she can be like Blanche. She could be a Blanche too, but she could also be like a Dorothy or like, she could honestly hit any of them. Helen Mirren could. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was a good question. It took, it took me a minute to kind of think of who the heck is first of all, a little bit older um, cause you couldn't say like, Oh, I want to do like Amber Heard for Rose. You're like, no, no. Like it has to be some, like a, an old, you know, an older actress, like in her sixties or fifties or something, yeah. you know, it cannot be, it can't be, you know, anyone else. So yeah. yeah we're, interesting. We're question. Closely aligned on some of those. So that was interesting. I know. Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't practice before that. Like we didn't even talk about that. We just put it in our no. notes and then. Yeah, no. Yeah, I love that. Okay. That was a good one. I know. That was a good one. Thanks, Carrie, for that for that question. Um, okay, so kind of to wrap things up, a few things. Um, we're gonna try and do the kind of SFA State of the Union basketball edition in the fall. So whenever we get pretty much all the information about exactly who's back, who left who's coming in as freshmen, like solidified information. You know, we got some ideas on what's going to happen with the season, you know, uh, when it comes to um, our schedule and everything else. So that's when we'll do our State of the Union basketball one, depending on how much longer we're in quarantine. Who knows? We may get bored and do another podcast, you know, um, in August, in the beginning of August to kind of just wrap up the summer, but who knows? Normally we would do a podcast about like the team's summer stuff, like their summer trips or their summer, whatever they're doing, but most likely they're not going anywhere (laughs) at all. So there's not much to talk about in regards to the team for the summer. We are waiting for the first half of the basketball schedule to drop. Haven't heard anything much about it. Just a few kind of rumblings about, you know, the shortened season or potential of shortened season and things like that. So when we, when we find out, you will find out basically. Um, So just a few reminders about how to get involved and support the athletics department. We talked about this after our NCAA podcast, but we just want to kind of reiterate kind of exactly, you know, another reasons why we do this. Obviously we love basketball, but we also want to kind of continue getting the spreading the word of, being involved in supporting the, the department and supporting our student athletes and stuff like that. So the first one, again, being, being present. Um, a lot of people don't understand what presence does for student athletes and coaches. I mean, there's nothing more exhilarating than playing in front of a full crowd and then nothing more disheartening and sad than walking out in front of basically empty arena. So Yeah, having the SFA faithful behind them provides them with energy, motivation, and just that pride to achieve greatness and and win games. Um, So obviously being present is a huge part of 
being involved and supporting the department. Again, even if you can't make it to every game, that's understandable. You know, unless you live in the area, it's kind of hard for everybody to come to every game, but you know, come down as much as you possibly can and support the teams. Um, So Jacqueline, what's the second way? Purchase season tickets. Um, So season tickets continue to be an area of emphasis and a necessity in helping us move forward. They are the most cost-effective measure of attending our ticketed games. Um, And if you can't attend every game, no worries. Simply give them to a friend or call the ticket office and donate them. Um, And I think Wally's been really working hard on the the like more mobile and digital uh, platform to do this, or you could, you know, gift your tickets to someone else for a game if you couldn't come. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know that the last time I saw Wally face to face, which was a few weeks ago when I went in for a football um, kind of like forum slash panel group meeting thing with like six other people. Um, you know, he, he showed me the ticketing platform and showed me how mobile friendly they have created and made it. Him and Drew have been working so hard on getting that ready to go for upcoming football season. And I mean, it's, it's seamless. You know, you can go on your phone, you're, you could be walking up to a bat football game or a basketball game, and you could go on your phone and buy your tickets like immediately off your phone and then just show them the barcode right when you're walking in, they scan it and you're in. I mean, and then if you are a current season ticket holder for any of the sports, you'll, you can get a paper ticket if you want. Um, I think everybody's still going to get paper tickets, but then all you have to do, um, if you just kind of want to go paperless and not have to worry about your tickets is there's a couple different things you can do. You can just download, um, or save the kind of the, the, uh, this ticketing website on your phone. Like you could make it kind of like one of those little, you can make it a, a tile on your iPhones or on your Android phones and then just tap on it and it'll take you to your kind of like your mobile booklet of all your tickets. Um, There's a couple other apps you can download that you can kind of like sync up um, if you have an Android or Google phone or a uh, iPhone to like sync up your tickets and stuff. So all you have to do is like tap an app and it opens up automatically kind of like long-term with that. I know that Wally is like really, really, really wanting us to get and create this, um, this mobile app basically for athletics where all you would have to do is literally download the app and everything athletics is on this app, your tickets, um, buying tickets, parking, everything is on this app. And so he's still in the works of like creating that and working through getting all that set up. And so hopefully soon that will be ready. Um, I think they're just waiting on a few other things in order to get that done. Last time I spoke to him, like I said, a few weeks ago, um, still in the work, still pretty much getting it done and ready to go. Just waiting on a few last minute things to get it done. The la- uh, the second to last thing, number three, so there's four things, is joining the Purple Lights Fund. So I just sent in my check or my check. I just went online and did my Purple Lights Fund the other day. And so, uh, Tyler, you're welcome. I just gave more money probably than I ever thought I would give to uh, SF Athletics for Purple Lights Fund. But I did it. I know that you guys need it and you use these gifts so well and that they can go to something amazing for our student athletes. So the Purple Lights Fund, also known as in the 
many years ago, if you were a part of the Varsity Club, Varsity Club is no more. It's basically the Purple Lights Fund now. It's kind of like the same kind of same thing. It's just name change and a lot better, a lot more organized. And Tyler, again, did an amazing job with it. So it provides the um, student-athletes basically an opportunity to provide necessary resources to support those student-athletes, coaches, and staff. Any size gift makes an impact. For as little as $50, you can become a member of the Purple Lights Fund. You can also provide gifts in kind, such as goods and services, to help SFA Athletics as well. Um, so if you have any questions about how to join the Purple Lights Fund, you can uh, talk to Tyler Boone on social media. You can email him. You can go to the Purple Lights Fund website, which I believe if you just type in Purple Lights Fund in your Google browser, it'll pop up pretty much the first little thing on there. Um, and so there's just so many opportunities at a bunch of different levels to get involved with Purple Lights Fund. If you've never done it before, again, I highly encourage you just to surf around on the website and actually pull up the giving guide and look at the different levels and what you get for each level, you know, the different benefits and things for each level. Um, and so if you can support Purple Lights Fund and then buy season tickets, I highly encourage you to do this. This year, again, Wally and Drew have been working so hard on kind of giving um, season ticket holders like that extra kind of incentive for being season ticket holders. So for like example, football, if you bought season tickets in the chairback seats this season for this upcoming season for football, um, you actually get a free, not a free, but you get it with it, a parking pass. So if you, this past season, were like, oh God, like now I have to park in Timbuktu because all the parking areas are that are close to the stadium are for season ticket holders, excuse me, or purple lights fund holders. My beer is coming back up. Um, <laughs> I know. Then you're like, oh God, then I, you know, I don't want to have to pay money to do all this and park closer. But now if you buy season tickets in the chairback seats, you can get closer parking. So it's like a win-win. Um, normally last season you had to do Purple Lights Fund and season tickets. So there's a lot of different opportunities for you guys to support. Purple Lights Fund is one of the easiest ways. Again, something as little as 50 bucks, you can start helping out the student athletes real fast. And then Jacqueline, what's the last thing? So this is just the easiest, but yet I feel one of the more important things you can do is just show your SFA pride by purchasing and wearing SFA apparel. You help us extend and grow exposure and awareness for SFA athletics and the institution. Being prideful of your support for SFA is critical to our ability to grow. And Alex and I harp on this all the time. It's not hard, you know, even if, listen, like, not everyone's a diva like me and, like, can't repeat the same outfit. You could buy one SFA <laughs> and wear it to every game. Like, yeah. it's real Because guess what? Like, the game doesn't have to be a fashion statement. It's about you supporting the university. So, you know, I might want to wear a different SFA shirt every single time. But if you wear the same one every single time, that's that's still achieving the goal of supporting. Um and, you know, when you're you need to be wearing SFA stuff for people to see it and get the brand recognition. And now we have new logos. So that's an opportunity to buy some new stuff. Alex and I have already gotten one new shirt with the new logo. Um, of course, now Texas says Bling has some shirts with the same logo, which is almost mm -hmm. the same shirt. Yep. But we have, but it's almost the same, but different. So we need it too. 
Um, so yeah, anytime you're at an SFA event, you should be wearing something that says SFA. It's not hard. You can even go to Walmart and buy a little cheapy, like $8 t-shirt and just exactly. wear that. Exactly. I was literally, we're always on the same page, dude. Like I was literally about to say that, like, even if you're just coming in for like a game, you know, and you haven't been back to SFA in, you know, 10 years and you're like, well, I'm going to go down for the basketball game or go down for the football game. And, you know, oh, all my SFA stuff is, you know, older old logos or it's you know it's too small doesn't fit too big or whatever whatever your reason you could literally pop by walmart on your way into town or pop by one of the bookstores and get a cheapy five ten dollar shirt and throw it on and again like even if it's not purple like even if it's like white or black or gray as long as it's in the color scheme of sfa and it says sfa somewhere on that damn shirt or a hat, for God's sakes, at least a hat. Like, my dad doesn't have a lot of SFA stuff. He has, like, a couple shirts, but he does have, like, two hats. So, I mean, even if he's not wearing an SFA shirt, he's rocking an SFA hat. You know, so at least it, just showing pride in some way, in some way. Um, obviously, we know not everybody is to, you know, Jacqueline and I's level when it comes to pride in alma maters or pride in the school. And we understand that. We get that. And I mean, and we we try not to like, you know, force people to be at our level. But I mean, at least like you went to school here, you gave your freaking money here. You know, at least if you're going to come back for a game or go to games, at least wear the colors or the branding of that school. I don't know how many times it just drives us absolutely bonkers off the wall when it's either a basketball game or football or whatever it is. And we see students or even just adults wearing other teams' stuff to the game. And I'm just like, you mean to tell me you don't have one, one SFA shirt? Like, don't even start. SFA students, you have at least one shirt. You get it every freaking year for freaking orientation. It's a freaking purple hay shirt. You have it. You got yeah, it. Yeah, there's no excuse for anyone because here's the thing. The students, y'all get a free t-shirt for like every damn event there is. I mean, Literally. half the basketball games this past season, they gave away free shirts. Um, so I know y'all got more than one t-shirt. And for adults, you can't tell me that you can't afford one, like, $10 shirt. Like, exactly. go to Walmart and get one if you can't, you know. And I'm not saying actually you got some good stuff. Like, they, I mean, they've been updating their selection for SFA stuff, and they got some good stuff. So there's, there's, there's plenty of opportunities there. And if, for God's sakes, if you don't have, an, like, a branded SFA shirt, I, I'm sure you have a white, plain shirt somewhere in your freaking closet. You know, or just a plain purple shirt that you have in your closet or like something in, again, that color scheme and not be SFA purple. It could be like lavender. I mean, come on. I don't know how many shirts I have that are like the multitude ranges of color purple shades. I have like lavender, light purple, dark purple. I mean, oh, me purple too. is purple. Like wear a friggin' purple shirt. You know, it's just that's one thing that always kind of just grinds our gears and we always have to kind of harp on it during our podcast. But um, I know a lot of people are very excited about these new logos and we are too, and we think they're fantastic. So, I mean, if you haven't purchased an SFA shirt lately or haven't like updated your wardrobe in a while, I think now is just like a really good time to go and get an SFA shirt. You can go to Jack Backers either online or in person. 
like Jacqueline mentioned, um, girls, ladies, there's, there's new logo shirts over at Texasize Bling. You can either order it online or in person. Um, so there's ways, there's things you can do. I know that Jacqueline got me a new shirt for my birthday with the new logo, which I love. Thank you. And then I went like last week, was it last week, last week or earlier this week and went and got one, another SFA new logo shirt, but it has an alumni shirt. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get it from Jack Packers too? I did. Yeah. 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 And then I'm just waiting from Texas. That was going really bad. I know. And I'm just waiting and hopefully that they'll put out some like new basketball shirts too. And like football shirts, or at least like, you know what I mean? Like I would love for a new logo shirt for basketball because the last basketball themed shirt that I have in my closet, in my drawer is from coach Underwood era. Yeah. I think same for me probably. Yeah. So we need some new basketball shirts. Ryan, if you're listening, probably not, but if you're listening, would really love a new basketball shirt that literally says lumberjack basketball on it. Please. And thank you. Any hooser. All right. So that's about it. That's about all we have. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed our life updates and what's going on during quarantine for Alex and Jack's over here. Um, and of course some of our basketball updates and our, our dream vacations. Um, I have a lot of lofty goals when it comes to dream vacations. And so I'm just hoping that I can get through some of these, you know, before, I don't know, turn 40. Um, that would be great. I know, like countries need to stop closing their borders to us. Now we're, now we're on the other end of seeing how it feels for countries to be like, nah, y'all need to get your shit together and then you can come over here and visit us. Yeah, no shit. <sighs> Sucks. Anyway, um, yeah. we love you guys. Thank you so much for voting on the topic again of the of the vacay the dream vacay again if we do another podcast before the summer's over we'll do that again um for you guys to vote on another topic that has to be talked about during our podcast we we enjoy doing that um and engaging in our in our fans and our followers because we love you guys because obviously we wouldn't be still doing that i mean probably we probably would still be doing this if nobody listened because we just love sfa basketball but it helps that we actually have people that listen to us it definitely helps it helps us keep going and keep doing it um hopefully for a long time so um we love you guys stay safe stay healthy wear a freaking mask so that we can get our lives back and actually watch lumberjack football and basketball like normal human beings come fall. <laughs> that's all we want. At the end of the day, that's all I want. <laughs> we I do want really, really bad too. We don't ask for much, you know, and even Jacqueline, who's not a big football fan, is just like, please, Lord. <laughs> no, I, w- I want to go back to those uh, MSUs. The MSU. Yeah, I know. Watch the game. I know, me too, dude. So bad. Oh, man. We're hoping. Fingers crossed. Cross your fingers, fans. All right. Have a good day. And always remember, Axe and Jacks. With Alex and Jacks.